today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, he's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team at the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. We have Juan El Producer. Juan, how do you say producer in Spanish? Productor. Oh, yeah, I think we've asked you that before. No, actually, I think it's the first time. Oh, okay. El, El Producer. Yeah, El Producer. Oh. We also have Jim Spencer here today. It's going to fresh fr- uh, off the... Uh, the highway of Texas, I seventy yes, five. First, I thought you meant Jim. No, not Jim. I just like I Jim's, didn't know Jim, Jim. You were in Texas. I was in Texas, and you didn't even tell us. We got a chance to go hang out with Thaddeus Romanski and Dennis Maka and all of their fabulous uh, people down at Red Sea Catholic Radio. Yep, and all of their in the uh, locate, volunteers, in the locales of College Station in the Waco area. Yes, West Texas. The, t- the town of West. The town of West, which was named after a man, uh, T.W. West. Something like that. It was two initials, West. West. Railroad man. Mm-hmm. Connecting railroads. He was a big, he was, uh, from what I understand, pretty influential dude. He was uh, like Ma- the mailman, mm-hmm. the mayor. The jerk. The and the judge. Judge, yeah. yeah. Mailman, mayor, and judge. If you possess, if you are all three of those things... Like you are basically invincible. <laughs> like you know, oh, that letter didn't show up. You serious? Wow. Gosh, I remember putting it in your mailbox. That is the weirdest that thing. Is sorry about you. Yeah, but, but we got a chance to go. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the truth is, you're still in contempt of court for right. being late on your fines. So it turns out I'm the judge. I'm gonna have to tell the mayor's office <laughs> right. to go ahead and. Revoke your deed, yeah, or something. I know that that's not that's legal, not what but it, yeah. you, you can imagine a scenario where the mail doesn't show up and that causes a ruling against you, where the mayor steps in. It'd be a guy to be in. Uh, you'd want to be nice to that guy, right? But we got a chance to hang out with those guys, promote Catholic Radio, promote Saint Joseph. So mm-hmm. it's a win all around, totally. And then next or this weekend, we're headed to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We're going to ha- uh, go to the men's conference out there in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, Jesse Romero is going to be there. Uh, there's there's another speaker there. It's His name is 
I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's okay. We'll see how it goes. We're going to talk about uh, adoration. We're going to talk about the Eucharist. We're going to talk about uh, living your faith fearlessly. Yeah. And uh, like spreading it. I can't wait to see what you have. Being not afraid. Can't wait to see what you have to say. Be not afraid, my friend. It'll be exciting to hear what you you know what it comes down like you have to everybody has to be able to answer that question why Jesus is important to you. Mm. It feels cheesy. Especially the first fifteen times you do it. Mm -hmm. But it's it is you have to you have to be ready to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, you know, who why does anyone want to listen to you about going to church or, you know, doing anything else? If it's just, if there's nothing meaningful behind it, you know, it, you just got to have it. You yeah. got to practice it. If you want to evangelize, you just got to know it for yourself. And it's one of those questions that maybe you've never thought about before. Like, oh, well, I don't know. I've been... Practiced a couple I'm times Catholic, in the mirror. you know, and I love being Catholic, but, you know, how do I answer that specific question concisely? It's got to be quick, too. Yeah. Anyway. We also have a couple other shout-outs we have to give. Grant uh, Hagedorn. A longtime patron member. He's getting married this weekend. Nice. So shout out to him and nice. his uh, fiance. Hope everything goes well and uh, congrats on starting your lives together. And then we also have to give a shout out to a man who exudes charity and generosity. And At least the the limited amount of time that I have known him and, and hard experienced cider. Him. Yes, charity M- and hard cider. Michael Grimmy. It looks like Grammy to me. That's I, I think that is your last name, Michael. But uh, you are the what? What is it? He's the operations Oper- manager. Operations manager of An- for Annapolis Cider S- Company. Yes, and up he's in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yes. If you uh, go on Instagram, it's like a whole other country. You can go on Instagram. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right. Uh, and follow them. It's Drink Annapolis at Drink Annapolis. A Eh? Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry, I Michael. I am that. sorry. I just cannot we ha- help got myself. Got it out of the way. So let's try one. So he sent us. Uh, he sent us a bunch of them. Uh, we're gonna sample a little bit of everything. You know, we got Jim here with us and, and Juan here with us. So, let's so let's I, sample. I I say we start with the crisp and dry. Okay. And then maybe uh, move over to the old fashioned. Okay. And then and then that the rosé the rosé and then end with the sour cherry. I think that's probably good because the sour cherry will will most likely. You know, sour stuff just kind of kills your I feel like that one is going to stick around. So if we go from that one to the old-fashioned. I agree. I think that's a great plan. Let's start. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to open up this one. That'll be great. So we're going to... Mike was like, oh, this is going to last them a few weeks. No. It'll last us a while. And then all in one night. It'll last us... We're going to... A specific period of time. Yes. Until it is no longer. I just feel bad wearing my temperance shirt. Uh, Well, you can still drink temperately. Yeah. Uh, we're pouring them into our Catholic Man Show glasses. If you are a patron member of $25 or more a month, we send you one of these laser-etched, our signature Catholic Man gonna, Show, Cheers to Jesus. That was only like half the bottle. That's good. We'll be able to revisit. Yeah, I'd like to revisit We can make, some maybe re- make some revisits. Yeah. So, Michael, thank you so much for your charity and your generosity. Thank you for uh, being a witness in your area. He had mentioned in his card to us that... Uh, the Catholic culture there is uh, suffering. Suffering, yes. And he, there's not a, there's a priest priest shortage over there. But thank you for your witness. Thank you for standing up 
um, for your faith. Thank you for uh, the generosity that you hold. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Wow. These sound uh, these, these, way they, more they, than... They res- let's do that one more time. Yeah, that, that way more than holds. the Glen, Glen Karen's. Yeah. apple on the nose. Oh, you're getting some apple. Oh, Jim, Jim over here with his expert analysis on apple cider, mm. hard apple cider. You know? Smells I, like apples. Picking, I am all, I've got a side with Jim on this. I am also, on the nose, getting a, a like, hint of like, apple. Like crisp apple? A crisp and dry apple. <laughs> Way to go. Jim, is it yummy on the yummy scale? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah. Mm. That is on the yummy scale. I got to tell you, that's something that I could, I could drink very easily. You know what? It tastes a lot like champagne. Mm-hmm. It tastes almost like, just a little sweeter, I think than than. It is a little bit sweet. I mean, yeah, it's definitely sweet. But if you told someone, "Hey, here's some champagne," and then they drank this, mm-hmm. I don't know that they would immediately recognize that's not champagne. I think I think you could pull the wool over their eyes. Probably know? most people, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It I, is very I, good. I thoroughly enjoy it. I could I could be? Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, yeah. This would be great on a hot day. Yes. Or you just finished mowing the yard. Or brunch. Jim, you don't mow the yard anymore. Do you mow the yard still? You still mow the yard? Good for you. I'm proud of you, Jim. Yeah. uh, When I get to be as old as you are, there's no way I'm doing that. (laughs) (laughs) My advanced years, high level of income. Oh, I know man. that's not the real quote. Yeah. I just kind of I modified it there you go. for the joke. That's good. Thank you. I was gonna say this apple flavor reminds me of the story at David's house when we had a everybody was there and one of your friends came over and said, "Hey, I guys, I made some apple moonshine. You guys should have a have a taste." And we're sitting there <laughs> and he pours apple moonshine for. And we're thinking, "It's like, oh, this is so smooth." I just were you there? Yeah, of okay. course. So smooth, and I had never had apple moonshine. And I was like, dude, I cannot even tell. It was that there. They said it was like apple pie moonshine. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which and is they, a real, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Apple, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, that's a definite, it's a, it's a, real a thing. very popular moonshine because it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even asked, it's like, do you put like apple juice in here? And he put, he says, well, I put a little bit in the end just for the coloring so that he has is some, some, some color to it. And then his, his wife comes over here. And it's like, oh, let me have some. And the and the wife says, Hey, where'd you grab this? I was like, Well, from the refrigerator in that jar. And she goes, In the top shelf of the or the bottom shelf? And he thinks about it. Well, from the bottom shelf. I was like, Well, that's where I put the leftover apple juice. <laughs> so we <laughs> we were like sitting there for like ten minutes, <laughs> gloating over this apple pie moonshine. It was just apple juice. We we're just drinking apple juice. That's a rookie mistake. No way I would do that. I have had some apple pie moonshine, though, that you could not tell was moonshine. You could tell there's alcohol, though. Barely. But you could. Yeah, but not really. I mean, it was so it was so sweet. It had so much sugar in it. Right. That, it I mean, not really. You could just drink it and, you know. So, anyway, it was funny. Yeah. We made fun of that guy. We're talking about uh, one of our favorite topics. We're talking about Mary this uh, this evening. So we haven't t- we have not had a Marian episode in a while. So hang around. We'll be right back.
Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and a plethora of Annapolis Cider Company beverages. We're talking about Mary today. Mm -hmm. So a fitting man gear, Mr. Minahan thought would be some of his favorite Marian books. Marian books. If you're looking to get into it, now this is not uh, this is not a this is not definitive. This not, is not definitive. This is just and, and not even all of them. Sure. But um, ones that would be a great start if you're looking to... Because we're, we're going to talk about uh, the consecration to Mary. We're going to talk about uh, Gary, Father Gary Goulagrange's... Uh, mm, the old-fashioned Gravenstein. I told you, it's really that good. That is delicious. Yeah. Uh, but So we're going to talk about uh, it, true devotion to Mary. We'll talk about um, Father Gary Goulagrange's commentary on Louis de Montfort's work of true devotion. I mean, obviously you've got true devotion in your list. You have, I don't see it, right. but I, I can't see I can't see the titles. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming that, because that, that was a book that was really pivotal for both of us. Correct. I mean, uh, uh, de Montfort, bold dude. Yes. Super bold. Like, he went bolder than I thought one should go. He really challenged my, like, how bold are you for for Our Lady? Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, I have not been bold enough. <laughs> right. I didn't know. I did not realize. I should have been a little bold. I should right. be a little bolder. It's, it's a little bit freeing as a man, like, oh, hey, go bolder. Right. It's sort yeah. of sort of like uh, C.S. Lewis, further up and further in. Right. Yes. So anyway, so we're, and we'll talk about the rosary. We'll talk about just uh, our prayer, prayer life in general. So here's a few books that I thought would be a good warm up into like okay. Marian culture. First one. This is also by Saint Louis de Montfort, but it's Secrets of the Rosary. It's very easy there uh, to read. Over five million copies have been produced of this thing, um, and it's only like a hundred and. 40-something pages, but they're, the pages are really small. It's not like a 140-page book. Right. It's probably more like a 100-page book um, mm -hmm. because it's a small little book. You can read it very easily. So his writing was all found years and years after his death, right? Yeah, so I'm not sure if all of his writing was. Okay, I know for or sure. just true devotion. Yeah, uh, after the French Revolution, there was like... It's covered in dust, and they found it buried. Some chest, right? That had some. Okay, yeah that that was my question. Was it all of his writing? Because otherwise, know. it's strange that oh, he has this book versus this other book. You know, if you find a mm -hmm. pile of his writings, how do you decide this is one book, this is another book? I mean, somebody, you'd have somebody making those decisions, but right? Okay, so you, I'm not, I'm you not don't positive. know. I don't know either. 
So if you're making, if you have not made a consecration to Mary, um, there are two books that I think are the best way to go. Uh-huh. The first one is this book right here, The Preparation for Total Consecration to Jesus Through Mary, According to St. Louis de Montfort. Um, this one... That's the one I have, but it's a different image. It's like okay. a different edition or something. This one goes basically straight into the consecration. Okay, so it, it there's not a whole... There's a little introductory, um, but then it goes straight into the consecration, like day one to uh, day 30. Okay, so no, the one I have, the first half is the true devotion to Mary. The second half is the consecration according to St. Louis de Montfort. That's the... Okay. That, that's it, which I like. I have that one as well. Yes, I like that one too. But this one is just for those just who are like ready yep. to get going on it. Nice. The next one is also similar to that. It's called uh, The Echo of God. But like what you were just saying, it has commentary first. The whole first half is nothing but commentary and understanding like what you're actually going to be doing. Yeah. And then the second half is the actual consecration. If you're unfamiliar with the consecration to the total consecration to Mary, mm-hmm. if or if you just ha- if you've never done it, I highly recommend reading True Devotion first. Because in that book, you come to realize what what is it exactly that you're doing when you consecrate yourself to Our Lady. And I actually this is a great compliment to it because this is like commentary for beginners on St. Louis de Montfort's yeah. A True Devotion to Mary. Oh, so that would like, be great. So it's like, it's it, it's a great companion. Some commentary on that book would also be helpful. Because he also goes through like vocab in here, like so because you, you know, vo- vocabulary changes, the vernaculars change, mm, the dialects yeah. change, you know, so like, um, it was uh, he, he just gives an understanding of like, here's what he's actually talking about here. Yeah, because there are some confusing things that it, he doesn't say this, but it kind of seems like he's saying, when you consecrate yourself to Mary, you're not allowed to pray for stuff anymore. You know, like, <laughs> your will, right. like, you don't have a will anymore. Your will is Mary's will. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. so you don't get to, like, make requests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not true. <laughs> right. And, the, you know, it's, there's also confusion about, like, wait, I don't get any of the, like, I don't get the treasure of, like, if I do good works, none of it goes... I don't get credit for any of it, and no, yeah, turns out it's more meritorious, right? More I mean, yeah, and the answer is like yes and no. Yes, you give it all to Mary, but she purifies it and like makes it even better. Yeah, probably like multiplies it by a billion or so, and right. So that book was called "The Echo of God." It's by Father Lance Harlow. Uh, it's a great companion to doing the consecration. Nice. Next one, um, Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn can't ever go wrong with Scott Hahn. I have not read this. Hail one yet. Holy Queen! You have not. I oh, haven't. You want to borrow it? You can borrow it I have if you it. want. Oh, you have it? Okay. Uh, Scott Hahn, author of The Lamb's Supper and uh, Rome, Sweet, Rome Home, Sweet Home and, and like, like a 72 thousand, other books. A thousand and seventy-two other books. Right. Um, but this one is really, really good. Uh, gives you a whole like understanding of like her being the mother of God, you know, and the Theotokos, if uh-huh. you will. Uh, also, yeah, you can actually see. It's not hard. I actually like Scott Hahn books because you think that you're, you're getting in deep. Like I was going to say that. But, I love reading them because, man, I feel I am progressing mm-hmm. through this book. Like, look at this. He's got, you know, like, it's not a huge type, mm-hmm. but you can read the that can really turn the pages pretty quickly. Right. So, another great one. Because I'm not one of those people who can read a 700-page book in a week and a half. I'm not the, Those people exist... And they they make me so mad. Like they'll sit down for fifteen minutes. It's like oh, I read forty five pages. Right. <laughs> what? Right. 
You uh, taking pictures of them with your cell phone? Another one that I wanted to get to was this was uh, thirty three days to mo- morning glory. Mm-hmm. This one is an, another like Marian consecration. St. Yeah. Louis de Montfort had one. This is by Father Michael Gately. Uh, this one is, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I like this one. I like the St. Louis de Montfort. Have you actually better. read through it? I've read through it. Yes. I, I see. I haven't read through it and. This is, I also, I resist, I've, at first I had this opinion and I've had to resist it because this book is incredible. It has brought so many people to mm-hmm. a consecration to Our Lady, right. which that's what, that's what it's all about. You know, that's the important thing. Um, I feel like this is a watered down uh, preparation. You know, not that the consecration itself is watered down, mm-hmm. but the stuff that, St. Louis de Montfort asks you to do in preparation, like the prayers you have to say, like say these prayers every, like for the first 12 days, and then the next however many days. I feel like St. Louis de Montfort is a little harder, (laughs) you know? He asks you to do a little bit more. Um, It's more rigorous, I think, would would be a good way to say it. That doesn't mean St. Louis de Montfort is better. You know what I mean? Um, And I have not read the 33 days to morning glory. So that also makes my opinion pretty worthless, you know, (laughs) when you're comparing, comparing the two. Uh, I, it's really good though. I actually, I do like it. It, it, uh, it, it is a little shorter, but it brings in like, uh, uh, St. Maximilian Colby. Yeah. And he's awesome too. Maximilian Um, Colby has some awesome, awesome writing. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody I've ever talked to who's done it says it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that that I really want to highlight because I it's the in it like it's the it's a book that when you're talking about the rosary it basically exhausts the topic nice of, of rosary I don't know I, I don't know if you've read this one or not yet I have Dave. not oh man it's called Champions of the Rosary but you did an interview with Father Calloway a long time ago like five years ago it was right after we start was it before we started the show no it was after. right after but it's in the very beginning kind mm-hmm. of right. Yeah. Uh, and you did a great interview. I remember listening to it going, Thank you. Wow. Adam can actually do an interview. I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> I mean, we were both brand new at the right. show. We, we had, had no idea. Like, oh, right. I wonder if I know how to, wonder if I interview someone, mm-hmm. if it would be good or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Father Dolan Calloway is obviously uh, very well known right now, especially yeah. for his consecration. Consecration. Saint Saint Joseph, Joseph, he really blew up. But this one is the history and the heroes. Of a, of a spiritual weapon, which is the rosary, called Champions of the Rosary. It, it has beautiful art in it. It has uh, more history on the actual rosary uh, than any other book that I've come across. Nice. And, and he actually himself uh, says that it's the most detailed book on the rosary that he knows of. And he spent a long time writing, like gathering up information, um, going to Rome to get some of the information that maybe not be known to the public. Anyway. Sweet. Champions of the Rosary is a I'll great book. Yes. And then there's one more. I'm going to throw, I, would, I, would, I want to throw one in too. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you go. I was going to throw um, the one by Tim Staples That's in. That's the one I was, yeah. 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 Um, Behold, Behold Your, Your Mother. Mother by Tim Staples. Um, it's it's an apologetic. So mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a spiritual spiritual book. The, the, all of these others mm-hmm. tend to fall. I don't, well, I don't know about Do- Donald Calloway, Father it, Calloway's. Father Calloway's is more of a... Is that more of a apologetic work? No, it's more of an educational book. It's okay, not, yeah, it's not apologetic. But, yeah. Um, Tim Staples, Behold Your Mother, he, when he p- published it, said, this is an exhaustive apologetic 
on Mary. And I thought, wow. That's a bold that's claim. A, that's a bold claim to make, you know, as the author. Uh, but but I, I think it actually is. Yeah. And so, you know, apologetics and spirituality, they do go... Often, the you, one doesn't make the jump to the other. You know what I mean? Right. But I th- if you don't know some of these... Some of these uh, apologetics about Our Lady, then I don't think you'll appreciate her quite as much. You know what I mean? Right. So that's it's a great book, especially here in Protestant land. You know, a Catholic, you have to know your Mary, Marian apologetic. Yeah, you can check that out at Catholic.com, shop.catholic.com. Behold your mother, Tim Staples. We'll be right back. I want to give a big shout out to Jonathan Conrad over at the Catholic Rural Worker. Jonathan started his ministry with one sole purpose in mind, and that was get quality crafted rosaries into Catholics' hands. And he's been doing it now so well that he has opened up a storefront. He has a brick and mortar store. If you go to CatholicWoodworker.com, you can check out the whole facility. We're really proud of you, Jonathan. I remember when you first started this whole thing. Uh, we're thankful for your friendship. We're thankful for your uh, willingness to support the Catholic Man Show. If you guys go to CatholicWoodWorker.com, use the program, promo code TCMS. You get 10% off all of your purchases. Uh, we just want to thank you, Jonathan, for your uh, love of our mother and the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all the good work you're doing to grow his kingdom. Cheers. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're going to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary this evening. Talk a little bit about prayer. It's funny, Dave, how things that we do now before the show and like during the show, it the, the origin of like some of the things we've done, like just kind of by happenstance, if you will, or providentially, however, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, like our our one of the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Like we just kind of started doing that. And the cheers to Jesus, yeah, you know, early into the show and just kind of stuck. One of the other things that we've done, we did early in the show, and it kind of and it has stuck was the prayer that we begin for the show. Yeah, uh, that it was like one where like, hey, you know what we should do? We should like we should here's a sweet prayer. We should pray before we we start. Mm-hmm. And we neither one of us Let's like say the same prayer. We should every say the, time. Uh, yeah, and so we we do. Mm-hmm. Um, here, go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you say it real quick. My queen and my mother, I give myself entirely to you to show my devotion to you. I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good mother, as I am your own, keep me, guard me as your property and possession. Amen. And we actually... I'm glad I could do it because, you know, you put me on the spot. spot, And I didn't even let you know that I was going to do that. Right. And but you we always it, say it together. I, I did. You, I mean, I got you, it. You did great. I didn't stumble. But, you know, when you always say a prayer in a group, and then right. you have to say it together. Oh, I know. We did that. Just uh, like, just on a road trip, we were saying, like, yeah. hey, let's do the auxilium, you know, like, let's say these. And then I say, I have my St. Bridget devotion that I, prayers that I say. And right. so I was like, hey, like, pray it with me. Right. But usually I pray those with Lady Pamela. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know them. You know, right. So I was saying that by myself. And it's like you lose the muscle memory of right of the, of your prayer. Same right. way with the Auxilium Christianorum. Like yeah. I had certain parts that Haley always says, and then I was like, "You were saying some of them." I was like, "Wait," and it confused me. Yeah, I know it's weird. Anyway, but yeah, so we had the prayer actually printed out, uh, so that way when we have guests over, we can uh, give the you know have that out, so that way they can pray it with us. 
Um, but yeah, so it's just interesting. It's just funny how the like providentially, I guess that that has happened where some of the things that we started very early in the show mm-hmm. is now is, is, is continuing. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary today, like I said, and some of uh, Father Gary Gulagrange's. If, so if you don't know, Father Gary Gulagrange is a was a Thomist, um, and he. Hey, there you go, Juan. Uh, he wrote on a lot of things, uh, but I call he, him the caribou in my garage. Is that what you call him? <laughs> nice, Garigou Lagrange. Yeah, uh, Garigou the caribou. I thought you were talking about me. No. <laughs> <laughs> you call me the caribou. Uh, so I'm pulling some of, some of this stuff, and this is some of his commentary on the writings of Saint Louis de Montfort. Okay, uh, and he, his work was actually not in the the stack of books that we just talked about, and the reason why is because he wrote like tomes, basically. And his corpus of works are massive, and they're not just about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. So it's not like a book on the Blessed Virgin Mary, like these other books are. Right. Um, so we're getting uh, a lot of this out the of... Three Ages of the Interior Life Life. <laughs> That's what it says. Well, yeah, because of... Yeah. So it's it's volume two. This is, this is the volume two, the Three uh, Ages of the Interior Life. Wait, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um does say life life though and it's it is a a a huge work but if you i I highly recommend actually this one which is knowing the love of god it's lessons of a spiritual Mm -hmm. master father gary gulagrange uh dr scott hahn actually endorsed it it's by uh ignatius press and it's like a condensed it's the summa of of like basically the the three ages of the interior life so it's the summary yeah they've, they've compressed it down to basically this it's still not a uh, it's still a difficult read. Like, it's, I forget it's a, his name is Reginald. Yeah, it's a sweet name. Uh, it's still a difficult read. Like it's still a you know you, you have to have your thinking cap on so to speak whenever okay. you read it. Okay. But um, it's very very good. Uh, it's a great adoration book as well because you can read just like maybe a paragraph or so and then reflect on it. Uh-huh. Um, some of the mysteries of of Christ or, or or Blessed Virgin Mary. So he he goes through there and he actually quotes. Aquinas, the very beginning, which is mm-hmm. a, a true, to, you know, as a true Thomist would, uh, saying that uh, a true devotion is defined as a promptness of the will in the service of God. Okay. I dig it, I guess. I'd have to think about that, but I mean, because I think about a devotion as. Being, in, in like the context, ha- having a. In the context of the spiritual life. Like, yeah, but I was just thinking, well, if you have a devotion, you know, a love for a certain thing mm-hmm. to a certain person, whatever, then you will have a promptness in response. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you love them. Right. Then, so, like, what he's saying is, this is actually what it is. It's not just, in practice, in practice, in practice. that's what it is. Yeah. Right. So, I, I like that. Um, but what they, what he does is he goes through some of the errors first, which is also something that St. Louis de Montfort does. So he's he's pulling from what St. Louis de Montfort says and giving commentary on yeah. on it. Because St. Louis de Montfort, we uh, we looked it up on the break. Yes. All of his writings were hidden in this chest. Um, and so it, was, it wasn't like he had anything published or written. He was kind of forgotten about, I think. When he they, wasn't very well liked no, either. No, people didn't really like him. I think he was like one of those people that after he died, people like realized how important he was in his writings i don't know this for sure but i think i remember reading that like he was kind of like a curmudgeon like he wasn't very friendly you know he wasn't yeah. like um there's some saints like that 
Yeah. You know why? Because like you keep sinning and it, <laughs> it really upsets them. Like, please, I cannot take, I can't stand it when you do that. Yeah. I don't mind you smacking your gum. But when you sin. Because when you these, smack your gum, you're actually, actually sanctifying me. These venial sins. I can't take them. I will not tolerate them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Saint Jerome was also. Uh, yeah, Saint big. Jerome was was right. Was, yeah, was was you know, and Saint Padre Pio, and there, I mean, there's right. others that have been. even Saint Faustina. There were sisters who didn't like her in her right. in her order. Right. So anyway, so he he goes through and he talks about this, and he 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 first uh, highlights the errors of a true devotion, like some yeah. of the things, which I think is good because it's like let's get these out of the way. Yeah, and some of these errors are coming from Saint Louis de Montfort, and these right. are common, and, and it's, this is a commentary on these errors. Right. So he, he's saying. Uh, so one of the errors, the first one, in wishing to go to our Lord without passing through Mary. So some of the so the rebuttal is like, why do I need to go to, to right. Mary? Mary, uh, you know, Jesus is the mediator between God and Ma- uh, almost God Father specifically and man. rejecting Mary. Like, no, I'm not going through her. I'm just going straight to Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, and he says, like some Catholics and Protestants do not see clearly enough how exp- uh, expedient it is to have recourse to the Blessed Virgin Mary in order to enter the into with the into intimacy of christ mm-hmm. and so he's saying like this whole a lot of these errors and a lot of these things is uh, these whole devotions you have to understand that it has nothing to do but to grow in, in the relationship with christ all it is doing right. is is highlighting the love of christ and 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 making you fall deeper and deeper in love with jesus because marian devotion actually has nothing to do with mary it's always about jesus Marian devotion is always oriented towards our Lord. She always points. Yeah. Right. So we, we don't go to her for her own sake ever. She's she, not the end. She is the truest and, and uh, surest path to our Lord. And like, don't you want to get to him on a shore? Like if there's, it's like, no, I'll take the worst path. Thanks. You know, like, okay, well, he's, he's right here. You right. know, you could just see him here. It's like, no, no, I'm going to go around. There's some thorns over there. I'm going to take that. You know, it's like, don't do that. So Marian devotion is not about Mary. It's always about Jesus. Right. In fact, the total consecration is to Jesus. Through through Mary. Mary. Yeah. Which is, I think, an important distinction. Per yesium, yesuum, Mariam. To Jesus through Mary. Correct. Which is also our call letters for our LPF. K-P-I-M. Kalo per yesuum, Mariam. Call to Jesus through Mary. Yes. You know, it's hard to find uh, Latin words that start with K because there was no letter K until, like, later Latin. Mm-hmm. But we got it. We did it. We we put something together. It's, And I had my old Latin teacher make sure that it, this one made sense. <laughs> Unlike another Unlike. Latin thing that we used to say on the show, which will go unmentioned. You can listen to last today. last week's episode and probably get that. I did we mention it last week? I think with David Dean. Didn't we? Didn't did we? Know? we? Oh, maybe we, we did. did. Dang yeah. it. Yeah. I was hoping they'd have to go back further than that. <laughs> uh, another thing they said, you know, an error to the true devotion is they fear that devotion toward her is abused and the injury is done to our Lord by paying excessive honor to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing you, that you get a lot. Uh, here, that's like a big Protestant objection is that you're going to offend our Lord. You know, you're putting a person in between you and Jesus, you know, and that's not what you're doing. No. No. Uh, So the next one is, seems to consider Mary a hindrance in reaching divine union, whereas 
all her influence is exercised in order to lead us to it. Mm-hmm. So if our, you know, if our goal is to have friendship, an authentic friendship, a true friendship with Christ, you know, and enter into this divine union, this beatific vision, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, why, why even go to Mary? Wouldn't she just kind of be a hindrance? Wouldn't she just like be one extra step? It would seem that. I mean, that's a. I think that's. I a, think that's a very good um, critique. I mean, that's a. That's a good question. That's a, definitely a question that needs to be answered. Mm-hmm. You know, in the life, and so, like, that's not what we're doing here. You know, we're not. Obviously, like having mediators is something that everyone does and believes in. You know, it, when you ask me to pray for you, and I mean, all Christians do this of every of every tradition. Hey, would you pray for me? And that's something that's that's awesome and, and great. And we all need to do that. And so when we ask Our Lady to pray for us, or we ask her to take us to her son, she's his mom. She she knows how to she do that. She gets like a, the VIP access, you know? Right. And so when the VIP says, hey, son, I want you to meet... Like, let's say you knew Jeff Bezos' mom. She'd be able to get you his cell phone she number. Could, she could arrange a, meet, a meeting, I promise. Okay, I'm going to say this really fast because I think that it's very important, exactly what you are just talking about. To neglect the mediators whom God has given us because of our weakness shows a lack of humility. Intimacy with our Lord in prayer will be greatly facilitated by frequent recourse to Mary. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about our favorite human person, Mary. She is our favorite human person. Fact. <laughs> Shout out to Drew Dvorak. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She is our favorite. Hundred percent. Anyway, uh, she's not our favorite person. Because you have to, if you just say person, you have to also include divine persons. And Jesus is a divine person. So he's our favorite person. Favorite human person, though. But wasn't he like fully human, too? Yes. Uh, but he's a divine person, not a human person. His, yes. Okay. He's fully, he's, he has fully human nature. He's two natures. Oh, two natures. Two natures, right. one person. Yeah. Yep. It gets confusing. And whenever I talk about it, especially on the show, I get, I get a little nervous. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, you, you start talking about like the uh, hypostatic union, mm-hmm. heresy, and you can quickly slip into heresy, which we do not want on to accident. Right? It's just material heresy, okay? It's formal heresy that you got to watch out for. All right, <laughs> but all, all Ma- it's like material heresy happens. <laughs> like that should be a shirt. Material heresy <laughs> happens. Okay, so before the break, I said that to neglect mediators whom God has given us because of our weakness shows a lack of humility. Because basically it's saying, like, he's giving us all these tools to get closer to him and to not use those tools, to not use uh, the avenues in which he gives us to grow closer to him is foolish. Yeah. yeah. You're a fool. Yeah. I mean, I am. Yeah. But and not for that reason. Um, one of the things that a holy priest told me one time, which I greatly appreciated was to ask uh our blessed virgin mary for help in examining examining my conscience Mm. before going to confession 
And then right before walking into confession, asking our Blessed Virgin Mary uh, to help me make this confession uh, as true as if it is my last confession. And I will tell you that there have been times in confession where, where I realize, nope, I'm not like if I'm dying tomorrow, like I, 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 like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so I'm covering up a little bit. You know, right. I'm, I'm saying it. But I'm softening it. Right. Or if it's your last confession, you'd be going in there like, Father, I'm a wreck. Okay. <laughs> like you you don't even understand. Yeah. I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I knew and I still did it. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even want to tell you now. But there's also been times where uh, I have not, I was like, oh yeah, I did not even remember doing that. Like, or, or, you know, something pops into my head while in confession that I had not examined before. But it just like, while I was confessing other sins, something popped in my head. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that as well. You know what I hate is when I'll remember something I did in college. Because those are like, the, where the, that's my dark past, you know, is college, my college years. And I, I say, I cannot remember if I've confessed this or not. I probably have. But I don't remember. So I do it, I like bring it up and I'll say like, Father, I don't know. I this have, is why but it just gen- eats me up in This is why hand. general general confessions, like having a general confession, will I know. It'll, it'll, I know. But what if you know I forgot about it? I definitely forgot about this in my general confession. Because sometimes stuff will happen to me and it's like, oh, I've totally forgot about that, you know? Anyway. The worst yeah. is having to stop a priest halfway through the absolution and be like Wait, wait, oh. wait, I but wait, there's more. Before. Yeah, yeah. But wait, there's, there's more. <laughs> and they're probably thinking like, you coward. You yeah. knew it the whole time. <laughs> and you just were chicken you chickened out and now you're having a guilt trip. And maybe he's whatever. Like, Praise God. Whatever though. So okay, so there's there's some of the errors. I, I think there's probably more, but those are the kind of the main ones that I think you uh run into when you're talking about true devotion to Mary. Oh, the sour cherry is my favorite by far. It's really good. Of the apple it's not, cider. It's not very sour either. No. But it is Mm, that is good. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the degrees of devotion that he talks about in there. It's like, yeah. How, and this is this is really helpful for me. Whenever I read this for the first time, uh, this is very helpful to understand. Like, here's practical steps. Here's things that you can take and you can measure. You know, yeah, what, I like that stuff. Which, yeah, uh, to know how how uh, how much you are growing in intimacy mm-hmm. with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, the first one consists of praying to the Blessed Virgin Mary from time to time, honoring her as the mother of God, saying, for example, the Angelus, with true recollection of every time it rings. I mean, I'm assuming that when it says that, like the bell's ringing, uh-huh. reminding you about the Angelus. Yeah, okay. Um, and this is something that I, uh, my family did a lot more whenever I was working from home. We still with do the it. COVID. We still do it almost every day. Yeah, uh, and I just I have now it's, fallen it's, out of the habit because I'm not at home with with the kid Haley and the kids still do it. Yeah, it's but just great. It is. It's one of those. I, I and probably, we we have a bell that we let the kids take turns ringing. Oh, so nice. like one of the kids just gets to sit there and wail on this bell during the Angelus. They love it. Mm-hmm. That would get too rambunctious for the Minahan boys. Well, you have to do it the right way. If you're not doing it the right way, you don't reverence. Get to keep, is key. You don't get to keep doing it. Using the word reverence is also key. But the thing is, it's like it's a celebratory thing. You know, like this is like we're hey, this is like a very east. It's a very Easter like rest. Like yes, you know, mm-hmm. the word became flesh. You know, right. like and dwelt among and so, us. Like it, part of the reverence is like, you ring, you ring the crap out of that bell. You know, like 
you ring it with joy. Like don't don't be doing some dinky ring, okay? Yeah. Because that's not the savior we got. Right. You ring you ring you ring it you ring it right and you ring it strong. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. ugh, get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he says like, you know, that that's kind of like the introduction. That's how you know that you can start growing in a relationship okay. with the Blessed Virgin Mary. So like, do you do those things? Yes. Even on just on occasion. Right. right. Okay. Uh, the next one says, having more perfect sentiments of veneration, confidence, and love of Mary. Mm-hmm. Le- this leads uh, us to a daily reflection of at least one of the three parts of the rosary while we meditate on the joyful, sorrowful, or glorious mysteries, which are for us the road to eternal life. Now, obviously, he wrote this. Uh, Father Gary Goulagrange wrote this before um, the luminous mysteries were in, so you can add actually four uh, four mysteries to the yeah. rosary. Mm-hmm. But this is this is something that I, I may have said on the show, I may have, or may not. I don't remember. Maybe it was just with you. But one time, Haley and I were at my grandparents' house when my grandfather and, and grand, grandfather was still alive with my grandmother. And yeah, I know this story. This is a funny yeah, story. And they were like, "Hey, we haven't said our rosary tonight. Can you, would you guys like to join?" And we're like, "Yeah, that'd be great. We actually hadn't either." Were you, this, were you there with your kids? Yeah, they had just gotten gotten down. They were young. So okay, so they were asleep. Okay, they were uh, so they weren't there for the. They weren't okay. there. Yeah, yeah. So we go through. It's like okay, uh, today is uh, Thursday. It's the luminous mystery, and I was like, I'll, we'll start with that. And they were like, okay, you know, and they 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 had kind of said this, okay, a little off, not off putting, but you're like, it's weird, but that's whatever. weird. Okay, um, I thought that's what Catholics do. You know, we have days that we pray the certain mysteries, the yeah. rosary, and so we we pray the rosary and In some Catholics, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, Haley and I, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we were finished. And they don't get up. So you did, like, the Hail Holy Queen and everything? Yeah. Yeah. And they just went along with it? They went along with it. Yeah. And they were thinking, like, the whole time. They were just... Look. Yes. Because they... This is Junior League? Yeah, because the deal is, is that my grandparents would pray... All, all the, the mysteries, mysteries of the rosary every day. Every day. Right. Like, Which you is remember the, just yeah. so beautiful. So like, Remember the big the wh- big rosaries the nuns used to wear? Right. Yeah, And, and this still is, do. And th- still yeah, do. Yeah, this is why though they were like, look, they said, okay. You know, and I realized, okay. uh, oh, well, they pray the joyful, sorrowful, luminous, and glorious mm-hmm. uh, every day. Which is beautiful. But they're also retired. Right. You know, like. There's a little bit of, yeah. Yeah. Like, Jim, I don't even know, like, he probably prays like five rosaries. Mm-hmm. Before bre- knowing his before holiness, breakfast or something. Yeah, I mean just to pass the day. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> I, I do want to get to <laughs> just pass the day. Uh, okay, so just for the sake, we're about to run out of time uh, for the radio. But so for the third one, it says true devotion to Mary that uh, that's proper to pr- uh, to proficience consists uh, in consi- consecrating oneself entirely to our Lord through her. This devotion consists of giving oneself entirely to the Blessed Virgin Mary in order to belong entirely to Jesus Christ through her. So basically he says that the uh, the peak is consecrating yourself to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, though, uh, in the Secrets of, of the Rosary, St. Louis de Montfort talks about how the Rosary is considered to be even more valuable than uh, reading the Psalms. You know, so really, you know, so back in the day, you know, the monks, a lot of them still do read, uh, pray all 150 psalms every week, every week, every day. Is 150 psalms that you pray throughout the day? Well, the the hours, like at the monks of Clear Creek, mm-hmm. they they go through all 150 every week, so that's a weekly cycle, and they get they. There was a time in the old, like the Old Testament, is that what you said? In the Old Testament, some of the people w- were in the habit of praying all the psalms every day. 
Right. Which is like kind of where the rosary comes from. Like they would have these knots. Right. Sorry, am I, am no, I, no, 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 you're good. Okay. Uh, anyway, he makes this arg- he makes the argument that uh, the rosary is more efficacious than praying the 150 psalms. Uh, and it, he uses one of them that says that uh, the real thing is more important than the prefiguration as the body is more than the shadow. Right. Yeah, so you're actually meditating on Christ right. instead of things that are foreshadowing Christ. Christ, right. Right. I mean, so, I get that. I mean, there's other ones that he... he but that he makes in there, but that, that's another reason why to read the secrets of the rosary by yeah. St. Louis de Montfort. Cause he makes some really int- another, again, another bold claim, like in, until you start thinking about it and you realize, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But I don't know to me, if you said you read 150 Psalms or you pray the rosary, which one's more efficacious? Or like, pray 150 Psalms. Right. You know, they're actually prayers. Praying it, you know, yeah. yeah. Or, or praying the rosary, which one's more efficacious? Mm-hmm. Well, 150 Psalms probably takes a little bit longer. So, that dep- but, but it depends on the person, I think. I think some people will be more effective at the Psalms than they mm-hmm. will are at the Rosary because the Rosary, I think, is harder. It's more monot- a little bit m- more monotonous because it's the same. You know, the, the Psalms are always new. There's a narrative, a story. You know, it's like easier for like a, a child, a spiritual child like myself right. to follow along the story because... Even in the Vatican II, in Vatican II documents, the decree of the Apostle of the Laity, uh, they say everyone should have a genuine devotion to Mary and entrust their life to her motherly care. Mm. So go to her. We'll continue this if we're running out of time for the radio, but you can check us out on thecatholicmanshow.com. Check out all of our podcasts. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the True Devotion of Mary is one of the books that St. John Paul II said that he tried to he ca- tried to carry around with him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that that was a pivotal mo- moment in his spirituality. In fact, he says, I think... Well, his uh, that was his motto, too. Yes. Totus tuus. Totus tuus totally is, is... He says, uh, a turning point, although it is a longer uh, inner journey... That coincided with his clandestine preparation for the priesthood, he realized uh, something fundamental: that being able to be devoted to Mary is only going to propel him and make him a greater priest. Totally. So, I mean, he he he's like up there in some of the greatest. I would say saints with the greatest devotion to Mary. Yeah, I mean, prob- I mean it's I mean, hard. It's I think hard to that's say hard that. to do. Make that a list, but I, you'd have to like make it a Did public one, a public. Well, he, I, well, I, I mean, my, like, you have, like... Here's who I would say. St. John. St. John, obviously, like, is going to be tough to beat. All of the apostles, I'm sure, were in love with her. In, but he took care of her. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But I think they all loved her deeply, you know, because they knew her. And I think she was just one of those people that if you met, you fell in love with instantly. Mm-hmm. You just immediately loved this person. But, you know, like, okay, you've got other saints like Maximian Colby, St. Louis de Montfort, who dedicated, like, that's what their sainthood is about. Right. You know, They're so, a Marian saint. Like, exactly. So when I say, like, publicly, like, dev- a public devotion to her, John mm-hmm. Paul's got to be on that list. John well, Paul the Great. JP2, though, he lost his mother at a very young age. Right. So for, so, a, for a very mm, long time, he yeah. really saw Mo- Mary as his, he was, as his yeah. mother. He lost both of his parents at a very young age. Yeah. I mean, Well, there's a story of... Uh, someone overhearing John Paul II actually conversing with Mary. And they asked somebody, he's like, is he talking to Mary? And the guy said, yeah, she's the only one he listens to around here. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You, you try to you try to manage that guy. You know, we have appointments. He's late all the time. Mm-hmm. He's only that's why now. Jay- if Mary tells him to do something, Jason Everett talks about that in uh, his book. His um, I don't know if it's a biography of JP Two. Yeah, his five something. loves. Yeah, um, it's really good. But it, okay, so I I want to bring this up too because it, it's important because we've kind of been talking about some of the older at the um, very end, the end of this podcast. I want to I want to mention another Marian book. I'm going to save it for the end. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, but the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you if you check it out on 964. Okay. It says Mary's role in the church is inseparable from her union with Christ and flows directly from it. This union of mother with with the son in the work of the salvation is made manifest from the time of Christ's uh, virginal conception up to his death. It is made manifest above all at the hour of his passion. So, I mean, all throughout history of the church, the uh, saints have all said, you know, go to Mary. Mm-hmm. Go to Mary. I mean, like, if you talk, like, even, um, you know, like, Jerome, if you even look at some of Jerome's writings, he he, he talks about the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Didache has uh, uh, some things about the Blessed Virgin Mary in it, which is, like, one of the earliest apostle writings. Right, yeah. I mean, so... Uh, all throughout church history, we have affirmed and can, can like uh, gone like had to go to some councils to reaffirm some things because some people were, were being led astray yeah. to uh, support that Mary is the mother of God to support. That well, it's also just amazing how much is in the Old Testament that set, setting up the role of Mary in mm-hmm. the church. I mean, right. uh, God killed a dude just just to like defend. Mary's uh, immaculate conception. The go read about Uzzah, who ste- reached out to steady the ark when it was going to fall. I mean, Mary is the ark, right? And he wasn't allowed to touch the ark because he's a, he's sinful. Well, if God killed him because he was sinful and he touched the ark, how much more important is it? That the real ark, because the ark in the Old Testament only is a is a symbol, a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of the real ark, the real Mary. Ark. So if yeah. the if the if the fake ark, so to speak, you can't even touch it lest you die because of your sin. Right. Do you think the real ark is going to be able to? It's like you know what I mean, like and stuff like that that's in the Old Testament is just so beautiful. Yeah, and. It- even in the New Testament, when St. Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians, he talks about, you know, uh, I urge you then to be imitators of me. You know, he's telling us, like, listen, this is all, the whole thing that you talk about, like, the WWJD thing is like, I don't know. I don't know what Jesus would do. I'm not yeah, a divine I, person. I hate those bracelets. It's stupid. I don't know what Jesus would do. He's God. I Like, wave his hand. Uh, like maybe spit on some dude's face, turn some tables over, like and then like they're not blind anymore. Maybe die on a cross and save the sins of all of humanity. Like I could keep going a list of other things that I can't do, you know. Right. Um, but what would the saints do? That is a question. That's a relevant question because yep. the saints are human persons, just like me. I'm not a divine person. I'm mm-hmm. not God. I can't do the things that God can do. I know by faith in him, mm-hmm. I can accomplish, I can, you know, th- you know, say to the, the the mustard tree to uproot itself and tell the mountain to move. I, I believe all that stuff. But I just think it's it's not a good question to ask, what what is it that the Son of Man can do, Son of God can do? What, what would he have done? No, what should the, we should be asking, what would the saints do? 
Yeah, because they show us how to imitate Christ, right. right? So they have success. The church, in her infinite wisdom, has given us canonized saints who have lived heroic virtues, a uh, 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 heroic virtuous life, to say these people are worth imitating. Yeah, these people got it. They they got it. You know, and so figure it out. Mm-hmm. Imitate them. Totally. Um. So anyway, like, I don't know what do you. So I remember whenever I this is right before or right after. I'm sorry. Right after Haley and I got married, mm-hmm. that I made the, uh, my consecration to, um, to, to Jesus through Mary, uh-huh. um, on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, uh-huh. and you were there, uh, you were, yeah. and and Haley was there, and we were at Holy Family in their old in their little chapel that they have down down in the basement, and um, I went to I was able to go to confession before Holy Mass and was able to. Uh, go to Holy Mass, and then afterwards was able to make my my final consecration. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, uh, you know, Saint Louis de Montfort says this is the most uh, efficacious moment that you will have, salvific moment that you'll have outside of the sacraments. You know, consecrating yourself to Mary. And I just remember like doing it, you know, because I obviously I, I'm a cradle Catholic. I was baptized 20 days after I was born. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I blacked out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you um, remember mine? Because you would have been older for mine. I'd have been like six months old, ish. Five months, probably. Yeah, I don't know exactly when you were. Anyway, five or six months. I don't remember that one either. It must have been one of my blackout moments. I was two months old when I was baptized. You're three months older than me. Okay, so five months. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember feeling like. You don't remember mine either? Is that I what you're saying? Yeah, it must have been. One of my blackout okay, moments. I just didn't want you to ignore my question. Actually, I already answered it. You just didn't. You oh. ignored my answer. You're right. I um, did. Actually, <laughs> now that I replay that whole scene and like, the, oh yeah, that's what happened. Sorry, uh, but I just remember feeling like this sense of peace and and like, you know, whenever they say like obedience actually gives you freedom, this is beautiful. Like yeah. this crazy paradox. Like the more yeah. you're obedient, the more actually you're free. And I just remember feeling that feeling of like, okay, this is just what I'm going to do now. This is like what. This is now a part of my life. Yeah, this is this is who I am. Like almost, I'm a new person now. Right, and now because you're a slave, right? You made yourself a slave to her mm-hmm. um, for Jesus. For Jesus, um, I just remember th- like feeling very free. Yeah, like uh, I didn't have to worry about n- uh, near as much. I guess. So there's also some other uh, like I'll call them practical benefits. There's other spiritual benefits, though, um, that I don't know what the answer is. I know that if you do the um, De Montfort consecration, mm-hmm. that you can do this. You very well could do it also with, like, the 33 Days to Morning Glory. I haven't read, like I said, I haven't read that book, so I don't know. But I know that if you do the consecration according to the rules that St. Louis de Montfort lays out, that you can be instituted into a fraternity um, and so you have to write out your consecration and sign it. You you know you have and you have to mail like and put the date on it and you mail a copy to this uh, religious order and get your get your name written enrolled. down. Yeah, enrolled. Um, and one of the benefits is that you are eligible now to, you know, for a plenary indulgence on all these extra days, first Saturday of every month, basically every Marian feast. Mm-hmm. 
And as long as you're, you know, attached from, de- it's, detached it's, from well, it's, you know, the, you're eligible for it. It's still the, uh, plenary Same. indulgence according to the regular rules, conditions, regular conditions. Yes. Um, but then also on your consecration day, and it's just, it's just a great thing because you also benefit now from the prayers for, from the spiritual order and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just, it's just like, I'm, I want all of the avenues of grace mm-hmm. that I can have, Right. you know, like. I'm kind of like greedy in that way. I'm greedy for grace. Maybe another good. That could be a good band name. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, how has being consecrated to Mary affected you in your life? Like, you know, that is a question that I think I can't really answer. I mean, I I can tell you that. It's taught me in reading the book and learning to, you know, do the prayers. And, um, you know, there's other things that St. Louis tells us to do that have uh, been beneficial in my life. Like when you're in line for communion, you ask your late, you ask Our Lady to say, give me your heart, take my heart away from me and give me yours. Like help me to love and adore your son the way that you do. Right here as I'm in line about to receive communion. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I do that I, that has, uh, you know, yielded a lot of fruit for me. Just helped me have more presence of mind. Um, I, I also say the elevation of the host when they, ele- you know, during the, the mass, elevate the host. I tell Jesus how much I love him, and then at the elevation of the chalice, I repeat the consecration, the Latin consecrate like motto, which is what John Paul II told us to us. But it's really totus tuus ego sum et omnia mia tua sunt, which means. Everything I am, to, everything I have is your. I am totally yours, and everything that I have is it's yours. So it's not only like me, but all of my possessions. Like, there's nothing for me to rely on. Which is basically like what Saint Thomas Aquinas asked from our Lord, right? I mean, te, te domine, nome, uh, te nome, domine. What te, uh, if not you, no, nothing uh, without you, Lord. Nisi, uh, Man, you I, put me on the spot here. I know. Nisite domine. No, nothing but you. It's but not. You. It's not nothing but you. It's actually nothing if but not if you. Not, if not you. So it. It's. It's. It's even. It's even more. It's very commonly translated as, you know, uh, Christ comes to Thomas. He says, "You have written well of me, Thomas. What would you have as your reward?" Uh, non nisite domine. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, and it's that is translated as nothing but you, Lord. But that's not what he says. It's nothing if not you. So if I can't have you, I want I do, nothing. I do, I do not I, want Because it. he recognizes, like, it's basically him saying, the things of this earth I recognize as false. You know, like, I don't want them. Mm-hmm. I only want the things that do not perish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, well, I mean, so, again, it's a really beautiful a, response. Right. So everything I have is yours. Now, I am totally yours, and everything I have is yours. That last part is... When you hear people say, oh, totus tuus, I'm totally yours. Totally yours is what that means. But when you add the other part, and everything that I have is yours, it's like I have, I'm, I'm in poverty. I have nothing to rely on apart from my consecration and devotion to you. Um, so it's, it's, it's really beautiful. The reason I say your answer to the, your question was, how have I benefited from mm-hmm. my consecration? I mean, I've benefited in many, 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 many ways, but it's like one of those things. At my judgment, I know that I'm going to be blown away. 
Right. You know, so I do, I've done all the things about the consecration. I wear like a little chain on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was looking for a chain, I was in Lowe's. So it's not like I was perusing all of the options of chains in the world. But I wanted a chain that was not pretty. I wanted, it's like, I was thinking if I was a slave, what chain would I be wearing? And so I was trying to pick that one. And so I just picked, I forget what kind of chain this is called. Like there's a certain name for the link mm-hmm. of kind of chain. But um, I wear that and I do get questions on that sometimes. Um, it's also a great way to spot other Catholics. It is. Right. Oh, you have like an ugly chain on around your wrist. Mm-hmm. Hey. Gotcha. In fact, it got me spotted one time. Uh, Pam, Pamela and I were on our way back from a conference. We were sitting in a Brahms in uh, Blackwell. Ooh, I like Blackwell. Yeah, there's there's a Brahms there mm-hmm. in Blackwell. It's like the last one as you head north. Before you get into the high, on the highway. Uh, and it's like before you cross the border, mm-hmm. right, of Oklahoma. And we're sitting there. Elizabeth, uh, Pamela is nursing Elizabeth. She Elizabeth was just a baby. And we're just sitting there eating eating our hamburger. And a girl walks up to it and says, uh, excuse me, are you guys Catholic? And we both look at her and say, yes. Yeah. And she goes, I thought so. And it was just like, I don't know what kind of vibes I'm giving off today, <laughs> but I am doing it right, baby, I'll tell you. <laughs> Take me now, Lord. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> this is peak. This but anyway, she said, like, I saw you nursing a baby, and then I saw your chain on your wrist, and I thought, you've got to be Catholic. And so, anyway, uh, I do, so sometimes I get questions about it, and depending on who the person is, and, like, you have to make a judgment call, like, how deep. Yeah, prudence is Because a lot of times, they don't, they're not ready for the level of death. It's like, oh, you asked about my chain. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's like the coach getting the Gatorade dumped on him, you know, and it's like, it's too much. Right. That was too, I'm scared of you now. Now I know. I never, yeah. never talk to that guy again. Okay. Right. You don't want that reaction. So if it's like somebody like that, I'll say that rem- it reminds me who I belong to. Oh, that's a good response. That's, that's what I say to people. That chain reminds me who I belong to. And that has often elicited a second question. Well, who, who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? And then if, you know, it's like, I'm still not trying to dump it all on him. So I'd be like, well, I've, I've consecrated myself to our Lord. It's a, a deep personal thing that I've done. And it just is a, a constant reminder that I belong to him. You know, and that's t- typically if you say that, they'll be like, that is so great. <laughs> like, even if, they're, even if they're an atheist, they'd be like, that is so cool, man. Yeah. Like, you believe that. And I'm just so, that's, that's, that's really cool. Mm. You know? So if, if, you know, there's like, um, if there's more there, I'll like throw in the Mary, start to throw in more of the Marian bit about it, you know, but like I said, I don't want to, I don't want them to walk away from that conversation thinking I'm never talking to him again. That guy is, he's no, I can't handle that. He's weird. Yeah. Prudence is is required. So. Um, How has the consecration affected your life? Uh, I, I I agree with Dave. Like I I think that the majority of it we will not see on this side of the veil. Uh, one thing that I that I, re, I realized once I was consecrated is that I I had to develop a better prayer life. And so like it was at that point that I actually started praying the Rosary daily. It was it was uh, at that point that um, I remember like just starting to have more of, like develop this relationship with our with Our Lady. Um, 
like the things like you were talking about at mass, like, you know, making sure to, you know, uh, purify my prayers and present them to our Lord, put, put them at the feet of our Lord. Yeah. Um, the asking our blessed Virgin Mary to, um, help me in, in confession. Um, yeah, cause she's always going to just continue to, to, to lead us to her son. And so, yeah. um, it were, there were little things like that, that I realized that, um, I need to be doing in my spiritual life that I wasn't doing, um, mainly praying the rosary, but yeah, that was, that was the next next step for me next level i just realized i made a mistake in something i said at the elevation of the host i don't tell god i don't say tell jesus how much i love him at I, the elevation of the host i say, I say the my words, lord and my, my god. lord and my god there's a pl- right. not a plenary indulgence there's an indulgence though that's attached with repeating the words of thomas my lord and my god at the elevation of that's sacred species so i do that at the elevation of the host afterwards i bow which is something that is part of the traditional latin mass after <clears throat> immediately after the elevation of the host mm-hmm. um they would ring a bell and everyone would bow and they'd ring another bell and that's when you know to stop bowing so mm-hmm. there's like a tra- there's an old old tradition and i was bowing before i even knew that it just made sense like god just showed up on the altar mm-hmm. hey guys god just got here right. i think we should bow right. you know like <laughs> yeah. so that's why i started bowing after the elevation but that when i it's when i bow that uh, after the, so when the, his sacred body is raised and I, then I bow, that's when I tell him how much I love him. Then when the sacred blood is raised, I actually say something, what is it? Uh, so, something to remind me. I need words so that I don't like forget because I don't want it to be a habit. I mean, the words also have become a habit, but I say, this is the blood that was spilled um, for my many grievous sins. That's what I say, something like that. I have to be in mass, I think, to say it exactly <laughs> the way I say it. Uh, but and then when I bow, that's when I say the "tuus totus" mm. thing. Totus tuus. It's everybody says "totus tuus," but it's always written when the full thing is. It doesn't matter in Latin; you can put the words in any order. Mm-hmm. But when it, the full thing is written out, it's always "tuus totus ego sum et omnia mea tuus sunt." I don't know why they. How there's like kind of a, uh, you always write it, you know, it's typically written this way in the long way, long form, and then they flip the words in the short form. I don't know why they do that, but that's, that's kind of what happens. I think the main thing here is like, if you're struggling with your prayer life, uh, if you're struggling with, um, a a certain sin, you can ask, or or a, a certain past sin, you can ask our blessed Virgin Mary to give you the graces of, uh, forgetfulness of forgetting the sins that you've committed in the past. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of opportunities to, Mary only wants to bring us closer to her son. Mm-hmm. And so um, anytime you're feeling a dryness in prayer or feeling, you know, uh, struggling in prayer in general, um, go to her. Yeah. And also when you're not. And even when you're not. Yeah. So the book that I want to mention is a book I've mentioned before. It's okay. a book called the life of Mary is seen by the mystics. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's all based on private rev- the private revelation of three different mystics. I don't remember who all three. Of, I know one of them, Saint Bridget of Sweden, um, who I also have a devo- I also pray her, uh, you know, prayers. So I have a devotion to her in that way. But it just it's an incredible book. And the thing is, you don't have to believe anything in it because it's all private revelation, right? But you know, these are this is private revelation that was given to saints and. Personally, I don't think the saints are liars. 
you know, it's possible that they misinterpreted, you mm-hmm. know, because this is all being interpreted through their own consciousness and, you know, like, you know, it. so that's why it's it's not dogma. That's why the church says, you know, private revelation is always optional to believe, but it's a beautiful, beautiful book to get a sense of Mary's relationship with Joseph, um, her obedience to Joseph, the way that she loved him, the way that she was just totally submissive in every in every single way, um, the way that she like she'd have these um, th- the Lord would reveal things to her that were very important for Joseph to know, but she wouldn't tell him because the Lord didn't tell her to tell him. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like her uber uber submissiveness. Like I only do exactly what I receive. And I received this knowledge, but I did not receive a command. Like, it's, he didn't tell me to say anything about it. And so I'm not going to speak until I know. Stuff like that. I mean, it's just kind of like the little, it's like the little subtle things that you get from her actions and her responses to certain things Mm -hmm. that I, that book really did make me fall in love with her. I mean, it's such a beautiful, beautiful book. And also it's crazy because it talks about different things throughout. Throughout, It goes all the way from uh, Joachim and Anne, mm-hmm. like her, 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 her parents, parents getting married, to um, Jesus has died, risen, ascended, and like the end of Mary's life when finally she goes up mm. to heaven. I mean, it covers everything. Wow. And uh, it's all very, very faithful to what these mystics received. It's incredible. So the life of Mary is seen by the mystics. I get it out and read it. Um, I read certain parts of it at different liturgical seasons. Like I, I definitely always read it at Christmas time because the account of the birth of Jesus in there is very awesome. Hmm. Um, I remember, I, I don't have that book. But I remember you reading it and telling me about it. I should probably pick it. It's up. It's so awesome, and it's like a, it's a, it's a very, it's very narrative. It's a story, mm-hmm. and so. You just like keep, you just keep going and right. yeah exactly, so I highly recommend it. Okay, sweet. Well, that's all I have. I want to thank uh, uh, Michael Grimmy for for bringing us the cider this evening. Shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, you can get this Catholic Man Show Glencairn glass if you're a twenty five dollar or more a month a patron member. Ten dollars a month gets you a Catholic Man Show Glencairn glass. Anything else that we need to say, Juan? Hey Juan, did we do okay? Go get consecrated. Go get consecrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get consecrated. Yeah. It's a quick story. I was in, in in Costco, getting out of my truck, and I put one foot outside of, of my truck, and I was wearing flip flops, and I wore my chain in my ankle, and somebody in the parking lot said, "There's a slave for Mary." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Out of the blue. And I looked, turned around like, who said that? Just, just, just it's like lady. one of those moments like, it's like, you, sir, I'm going to give you $5. <laughs> like, because that was, like, that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you saw my chain and you just yelled out, there's a slave for Mary. Like, what if I wasn't? You know what I mean? <laughs> but you went what, for what it. What if I just like this chain? Right. Like, what if I'm like hard or something, you know, like, and I wear chains? Because I'm like a punk rock person. Guy. Like, who, I don't know if punk rock is like. Are people still punk rock? I have no idea. 
it's not my scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if that's what it was? That's Jim, you. So like, that's you, Jim's scene. Actually, Jim is totally he's, punk rock. He's kind of goth. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim. Like the skinny jeans. They look. I mean, like they typically, look, I wouldn't say this, but on you, I they think look, they, look they look good. You guys wouldn't believe. Anyway, let's let's cut this. Hurry, quick. quick. Did, did, uh, that one's gone.